in 2002, one in 150 children are being treated for autism. In 2008, it became one in 50 a year of being treated. Now, if you extrapolate that, you're going to end up with everybody going to be autistic. Now, that is more threatening than any terrorist invasion, any atom bomb to the survival of the species. Hi there, welcome to Adventures in Dowsing, podcast number 13 from the British Society of Dowsers. I'm Graham Gardner. Now, first of all, I must apologise for the long gap since the last podcast. This is not through any lack of material. Uh, rest assured, we've got plenty of stuff recorded for future podcasts. It's simply because I've been very busy for the last couple of months and just haven't had the time to put a new episode together. However, this episode is a particularly long one by our standards, which will hopefully be some compensation for you. And today we are going to take a look at technopathic stress. This is a very new phenomenon caused by the increasing incidence of electrical and wireless technology in our lives. Now, some people have been finding that they develop sensitivity to power frequency electromagnetic fields for some time, and this electrosensitivity is fairly well documented. Uh, that's the sort of field you get from domestic appliances, household wiring, overhead power lines, and so on. There are few people that would deny that there is a link between childhood leukaemia and living under high-voltage power lines, for, for instance. Somewhat less well-documented and researched, because the technology is so new, is the impact of pulsed microwave transmissions from mobile phones and other wireless devices. Although debate is still raging in the scientific community as to whether there are any detrimental effects at all from exposure to these radiations, many countries, especially in continental Europe, are already implementing legislation to reduce the levels of microwave exposure to the general public. And Britain is lagging far behind the rest of Europe in this field, I'm sorry to say. The accepted exposure levels for radio frequency, uh, EMFs, in other words microwaves, are based on their thermal effects on the body cells. That's the level at which the water molecules in the body start to heat up, just in the same way as your microwave oven heats food. Uh, Limits are set far below these levels based on an average power density, and at this average level it is claimed that there is no biological effect on the body. However, the pulsed microwave signals in digital communications emit peak pulses many times higher than these average levels, and they're modulated several times a second. And there's growing evidence that biological effects can still occur with these. I've certainly observed myself that I have trouble sleeping in the presence of Wi-Fi and decked telephones, and many people will notice that their ear starts getting warm uh, after a prolonged mobile phone call, for example. Now, because the uh, effects on the the organism can be very subtle to begin with, they are easily confused with those of geopathic stress, like fatigue, depression, not sleeping well, that sort of thing. Many practitioners, uh, myself included, who specialise in house healing work, are now having to include EMF and microwave surveys as part of their service. So it was with this in mind that the BSD hosted the UK's first ever full-day workshop on techno-stress in November as part of our new Earth Energies course curriculum, and it was led by dowser and geobiologist Roy Riggs. 
Roy, like his father Alf before him, had specialised in this sort of work for many years and proved to be an ideal person to guide us through the labyrinthine depths of this highly complex subject. Roy also gave a talk on technopathic stress at our conference in September and it is from this that this uh, podcast episode is extracted. Now, obviously, we don't have the pictures to accompany Roy's presentation, uh, but hopefully you'll find that the talk still makes sense. You can find uh, more information and uh, useful links on Roy's website, and as usual, you'll find a link to that on the show page. So, we'll go straight into the talk now. Here's Roy. Okay. Is it a myth? Electrosensitivity, um, technostress, is it in your, all in the mind? Well, it's not. A recent study on autism, for instance, we know is a very strange and enigmatic disease of neurological basis. And these figures are very scary because in 2002, one in 150 babies um, are being treated for autism, children. In 2008, it became one in 50 a year of being treated. Now, if you extrapolate that, right, you're going to end up with everybody going to be autistic. Now, that is more threatening than any terrorist invasion, any atom bomb to the survival of the species, right? So it's very serious. And what it seems to be happening here is that in developed countries, the children from before they're 18 months old, are very, very susceptible to electromagnetic influences because their brain barrier is not yet completed before that. And these EMFs will disrupt, <coughs> disrupt the function of that brain barrier and open to toxins. Open to toxins means that an autistic child, the difference between an autistic child and a normal child in toxicality is that it's very difficult to get rid of built-in toxins within the brain of an autistic child. Very, very dif- uh, difficult. And an autistic child will have this build-up of heavy metals within his brain where a normal child wouldn't. We then we come along to Dr. Klinghart. He is the um, head of the Academy of Neurobiology in America. And he can predict now whether the mother is likely to give birth to an autistic child by measuring body voltage. I will be measuring body voltage during this hour, and I will show you exactly what it means. Dr. George Carlo is the um, leading person in EMF field technology. Um, took to autistic children, very severely autistic children that couldn't even speak. And his idea was that this heavy toxicality built up can be dealt with um, by doing what I do making sure that the home environment is actually negated of all electromagnetic pollution, all right? And in that new-founded atmosphere, the child's brain feels less under attack and more ready to release the toxins. Also in the increase is electrosensitivity. I deal with solely in, uh, women, particularly women who are electrosensitive. That is another product of um, electromagnetic pollution within your house. Um, this is a growing concern. There's a whole hospital now um, in Brixby Hospital in Hertfordshire that only deals with the environmentally sick, and about 90% of those are electrosensitive. So that's another growing phenomenon. Electrosensitivity and autism is part and parcel of living in a modern technological society. 
This is a normal cell. These cells are all in your body, millions and billions of them. Basically, they're all the same. It's like a factory. A cell is like a factory. It has all these different organicals here that um, go to produce the health of the cell. Of the, um, cell. Um, but like any factory, it needs goods coming in. And those goods are the nutrients that's going to come into the cell through the blood, um, being processed. And like any other factory, then the cell is going to produce its own toxins, and those toxins need to be released back out of the cell. So let's have a look at a real cell. This is a cell. These are, these are what we call active transport channels. Now you can't see them, but around every cell here are cilia, hairs, little hairs. They're going like this, right? And these hairs can interpret what's coming in by the electromagnetic signature, right? The, the, the uh, wavelengths, uh, etc. It will know what is there through its electromagnetic signature. And what happens is that it perceives as an enemy some types of electromagnetic pollution, right? I'm going to hold that there because I'm going to now expose enemies to you, okay? First of all, we're going to talk about white noise. What is white noise? White noise is what has been in the universe every time, ever since it began. It comes from the Big Bang. And it's a wonderful sound. It sounds like this. And should be in here, should be in your homes. If it's not in your homes, then it has been compromised by signals coming in, microwave frequencies, etc., etc. So what we're going to do, let's hear white noise, and then we're going to compromise it with some of the equipment that you would have in your homes, and we're going to see what the difference is. Okay, with this acoustic-on. Can you hear that? Okay. This is what you would hear all the way in the universe. This is what has ever been in this room and in your house ever since time has been done. This is a room and a house devoid of pulsed microwave energy, right? From Wi-Fi, corporate phones, from mobile phone marks. This is the sound of a healthy house, okay? Okay, let's make some changes. It's an ordinary, it's an ordinary everyday corporate phone, you walk around there. Come on, put your hands up. We've got one of these, come on, yes, right, about 90% of these in the house, okay. This is Exactly the same way. When it goes through a wall, it's got a, a, a 
leave some energy in the wall, dissipates, because it's going to be weak on the outside, the same it's going to dissipate energy into it. So with those two going, we haven't got white noise, so we're going to kill the uh, So what happens here? Here's your cell. It realizes it. It treats as a pathogen some of this electromagnetic energy. And when it does that, these transport channels, which you can see here, close up in defense. Right? They close up in defense, and they only allow a minimal amount of uh, nutrients in. And the toxicity that builds up within that cell um, very, very slowly is released. And so the whole factory almost comes to a standstill with just enough energy to keep the cell going. Should the enemy go away, it can open up the drawbridge or whatever. So it just keeps itself. And in that low energy state, you are in a low energy state as well, of course. Um, but don't forget, in that low energy state, it is still taking a minimal amount of nutrients and it's getting rid of some of the toxins. Unfortunately, heavy metals are much, the, the molecular structure of any heavy metal is much bigger than any other um, atom or molecule. And it's too big to get through these narrow transport channels. And so you have a buildup of toxicity uh, in particularly autistic children, right? And the inability to detox because they're in this um, alien atmosphere. So what George, Dr. George Carlos did was to devise a means on testing of the homes and get those kids in a natural environment where this cell would no longer feel under attack, open up its transport and get rid of the heavy metals. And the toxicality of those two um, children, if you measured it between one and a hundred at the top scale, they were about 70, 80. And when he had changed the environment after two weeks, the body naturally, you don't need anything, the body will naturally detox. They went down to a 10, right? And that was very, and a significant improvement on autistic children. Uh, so much so, he inspired quite a few other people. And some uh, Americans contacted me, and I went to America to, to have a look at autistic children in their homes and to bring uh, that, exactly that same environment into the home so they could naturally detox. And I've had lots of feedback, lots of improvement from their uh, autistic children. So it shows you the advantage of living in a natural atmosphere at home, devoid of some of that. There's more in your home than that, believe me. We're going to expose some more of that, but there's more than that. The main enemies. Mobile phone masks. Wi-Fi. All these phones, wherever you live, you've got postcode. Put in your postcode and you come up with this map. And you see all these blue triangles. Of every triangle is a mobile phone mask. Okay. So you look at then it's like cancer. It's like a cancer cell when you, when you look through there and you see, ah, it's all this growing. And you're all surrounded by, and a lot of my work again is, is in London. So wherever you live or you want to change your address, make sure you just do this little check. It's on there and see if if you're going to live here, fancy. <laughs> um, it's much more complex than that. Some of these will be horrendously affected, and I can't go and fell the mobile phone mask. I, that is, you know, it's very difficult to deal with that. I can use it by some extent, but it's very difficult. And 
dirty electricity, I'm going to just explain what dirty electricity is, is a very recent phenomena. What happens, you've got 50 hertz in your electric system, and the computers and everything are built and designed to work by 50 or 60 hertz, if you happen to be in America. But we've got so much technology in our houses now, in the form of fridges, washing machines, air conditioners, DVD players, laptops, energy saving bulbs are the worst, and transformers, they infect that ring circuit with very, very high frequencies. So much so that a modern computer would not work unless it had um, one of these protectors. This is a ferrite bead, and they're nearly on all new... Um, here we are, look. Ferrite bead. Yeah. That is to absorb those unwanted frequencies, so the um, computer can work. So they've got technology to protect technology, but they haven't got anything to take us. We can't have one of these strapped to our, our ankles. And so when you sleep at night, you're going to have a very high body voltage that is also going to contain very high frequencies and dirty electricity. Um, but there's a way around that as well. To understand what an electric field is... Yep. When you turn the, um, the lamp off and it's still plugged in, you still have an electric field all the time. The, the easiest analogy is a hose pipe. Got your hose pipe, turn on the water, but shut the nozzle off, right? And you'll see that your hose pipe goes quite hard because there's pressure there. Well, that's voltage, exactly the same as voltage, right? You've got an electric field. As soon as you turn on the hose and the water comes out, you've got an electromagnetic field because it's actually running. So you've always got this electric field. And the electric field leaks. It leaks electricity all around your house, and I'm going to show you that leakage. Right, here we are. Example. Turned off, nothing on it. But in it and turned on, right? Um, this is just this is a very small bulb that will light up if it gets near electricity, right? But electricity is still contained in there, you can't possibly light up. Okay. So I'm not even touching that, okay? Right? I'm not even touching that, alright? So you've got 50 hertz coming through, plus it's affected by dirty electricity, very high transients, yes? Now, imagine the whole of your house, wired, yeah, all the ceiling, um, all the sides, everything, everything's leaking. It's coming out, okay? Even further than that, that your body will actually sense that that's coming out uh, further. And that increases your body voltage with the dirty electricity and with 50 hertz. And so even when you sleep, you should be sleeping between 8 and 12 hertz, so your alpha waves are nice and relaxed. You're not, it's not artificially stimulated. You're up here, and that is another um, part of a modern pollution. And we're going to deal with that, because I'm going to show you a way to get rid of that. Simply, remember our phone? Do you remember the noise, that 24 hours? Okay. There are two deck phones now on the market. Of course, all from Germany, from the Institute of Bowel Biology, Building Biology, they've actually made two of these wonderful things, they've got some pictures up there, uh, and they're no more expensive than this. It's exactly the same, but it doesn't emit any um, pulse microwaves 24 hours a day. There's nothing coming from there. When you actually pick it up, there's a little sensor, and it senses how far you are from the monitor, because from here to here, it needs such a little uh, power density, it's very, very small, only when you're using it. If you decide to go outside across the road, then it needs more power density, so it will actually increase. But as soon as you actually put it back, nothing. 
So you can actually have a mobile phone and not have the pollution and sleep at night in white noise. Okay, so we can actually deal with that one. I want to get through all these, and that one we have dealt with is deck crawler stones. Dealt with them. Done and dusted. Okay, um, next one, Wi-Fi. We've all got computers, and we all need to be on the internet, yes? Now, when the Wi-Fi signal comes in, you, it comes in for a router or a modem, okay, like this. We've all got one. Now, two ways to get that internet signal. One is through <coughs> a telephone line, which goes in the back here, or one through a cable, which goes in the back here, right? Then you get another cable that goes from here into the back of your computer, right? And that actually is your internet connection. And you can be on the internet with, it, uh, with your computer. Um, but most modems don't come like that. They also come with additional aerials, which means as well as that in your computer, it's to, you heard it, beep, 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 that machine gun, 24 hours a day, just in case you might want another laptop in another room. It's there, you know, 24 hours a day, in case you want to. Okay. You get, an, uh, it's all in your notes, and different modem from the one that you've got, whether you've got a telephone connection or a cable connection, slightly different modems in your notes. The signal comes in, you put one into your computer, and you get another one of these with um, another blue plug that comes on the end of it, and you simply do this. You divert that internet signal into any electric circuit, right? It can be your extension link, it doesn't matter. So the internet signal is coming to your computer and it's also being carried around the main ring circuit of your house. And so if you're upstairs in the loft with a laptop and you wanted to get onto the internet, the kit comes with another one of these. This goes um, into the side of your laptop and you just plug it into this and you've got the original internet signal stronger than a Wi-Fi signal and faster and you've got no Wi-Fi. Um, so you can now, should be at that stage, almost back to white noise, right, and living in the technology. The only thing that's going to compromise that white noise will be the phone masks that are outside. Uh, but you really, um, the power density from those are much lower than your Wi-Fi or this. These are the main culprits, not those outside. If I came to your house and I measured and I thought the power density was too high, I would tell you to get some special film that you can actually put on the offending window, bedroom window, see-through film, uh, which is metallic, and we'll reflect it back, and, and some carbon paint, which will reflect it back. Or if your neighbour's got one of these, um, and you're sleeping here, and she's put it all on the other side of the wall, then you'll paint that wall with carbon paint to reflect that back. So there are ways that you can regain that lovely pure white noise and still live in the 21st century. Okay? Um, I want to deal with a mobile phone now. I'll get all these because it's coming up. I don't okay, here's, pretend this is a mobile phone. Okay? And this is what happens. When you dial out the mobile phone, blah, 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 it says searching, searching, right? When it says searching, searching, it needs all the energy that it's got to actually find that signal. And there's a great global energy ring around there, and it measures about eight inches from your thing. Dense electromagnetic um, power. As soon as it's made contact, right, it rings, it's made contact, that globe of energy shrinks to about an eighth, because it's done its work. 
That's the time you put it through your ear. So it's as simple as that, right? No expensive gadgets to stick on here, which I've measured in the near field. I've never found any difference, by the way. Um, is just to get into a habit of waiting until it's made a connection, you put it to your head like that, and you cut down on 90% of the radiation from an ordinary cell phone. It's, it's as simple as that. It really is. And it's not as bad as you imagine. I've been in the middle of London uh, in houses where there is white noise because what happens in reality is that uh, for a mobile phone mask to affect you, you need to open your window and must be a clear sight. You must see the... And if you're 250 metres of that, then you're in the uh, very dense uh, power of it. But most people aren't because there are so many buildings in between you and that mobile phone tower, that they absorb most of that. So the lower down you live in London, the less likely you to be affected. The higher you live, the more you're going to be affected. Yes? Okay, let's go through, let's be, have a pictures so we can support what we're doing before we do magnetic fields. Okay, now this is a very interesting one. Anyone who douses for Earth energies will be interested in this one, because we're going to talk about a negative vortex energies, okay? And they are produced by telephones. All these photocopiers, washing machines, the worst offenders are lampposts, fluorescent lights, and these two, okay? Now, that energy vortex is quite theoretical. There's a great physicist, Alan Hall, and he's got a book here, sold by the um, Dowser Society, called Water, Electricity, and Health. And he can mathematically predict this energy vortex. In fact, it is very, very hard to measure or see because it's subtle energy. The theory of it, this is from this book, if you get any coil, right, around a, a metal that would produce the electro electromagnetic field if you were coming through it, and here is the electromagnetic field, but what people don't realize that this is a huge, great vortex um, parallel in a straight line that comes from that field, right? And if you act directly under that, you're going to be affected by it. Okay? These are negative vortexes. If you had a um, transformer or any power station then full of these, and the negative vortex will go straight away down to the most conductive means it's attracted to, and that's an underground stream. The underground stream will be affected by this vortex energy, and it will then become what's termed in Dowson as a black stream because the geopathic element of that will be elevated far above a normal underground stream. As the underground stream goes along, it will try to rebalance itself. Everything in life, including atoms and ourselves, as they go through life, are trying to rebalance themselves. You get an unstable uranium atom, it spends most of its life trying to become a wonderful balanced atom, and it does so, it ends up as lead, balanced. And all through its life, just like us, we try to um, purify ourselves, be a much more balanced person. So does nature, at its very atomic stage level, nature is exactly the same as us, and water is the same as us. It needs to rebalance and get rid of that energy. And as that stream is flowing, it's getting rid of, and you can actually feel these as the geopathic um, zones. But unfortunately, as it goes along there, you're going to meet another transformer that's going to reinfect it. But if you get a underground stream near a transformer, and let's have a look at transformers that are out and about, you're going to get... This is a normal transformer. 
that you will find in about every five streets. <laughs> if you live in this house here, then the electric field, you've got to get through the, no, the magnetic field, would be absolutely enormous. Now, and uh, the health of persons living in this bedroom here, there's a law, it's called the inverse of the square. This can only go so far. So the other side of the house, if there's a bedroom there, uh, particularly the other children, I don't let them live there. But I would prefer them to be aware, danger, death in this case, to be aware, not to buy a premises if it's right near there in the first place. And that's what I want you to be aware of as well. But let's expose some more different types of trains. Every two miles down any railway track, you have transformers to transform the very high voltage needed to on the third rail or the above rail. So where I'm taking a photograph here, there's a whole row of railway cottages, right? And all of those are affected with my machine. I don't have to go near one of these little baby transformers. Even if they've got no transformers, this throughout the whole house is on the red. So the whole house and the people in it are much more susceptible to ill health than anybody in another house, okay? This is another type of transformer, mostly in a country. And right near this house, right near this bedroom window, um, I started life in one of my many jobs. I was a forester, I trained as a forester in an agriculture college, not this one. And I lived in a small hamlet uh, in Cheshire. And, um, and in this hamlet, you had the estate carpenter, the estate forester, uh, the estate gamekeeper, you know, all these central workers who were living in this little hamlet. And the carpenter's house was exactly the same as this. He had this same transformer, and he lived here, and he had a little nine-year-old son there who um, died of leukemia at the age of nine. I, I always remark that even at my young and tender age, uh, my late 20s, um, that somehow that wasn't right, although I had no technological understanding of this, but only later in life I could reflect back and to say that putting a child in that bedroom in that high density, then you're going to um, increase his risk value. Um, now, third rail of, a, um, of any railway station, if I was to stand here with my meter, it would be back to normal. Once in the third rail, um, the distance from there, inverse of the square, there is a law, it goes back to normal. Don't worry about living in a house and there's a railway line going down the bottom. What you may be aware of is that we're in the south of England, we are third rail. As you get north, they're overhead. If you're overhead, the influence is further. It's about 30 meters, right? Whereas this is only about 10 feet. It's about 30 meters on overhead to be in a house. If you're thinking of buying a house, do take these factors into consideration, as well as your postcode to find out your nearest mobile phone. Um, but all that is in your notes, so you don't have to remember this, it's all in your notes, okay? Another electricity cable is again in the country. In towns, the cable's got under the ground, and here it's coming along down the side of the house. And of course, this is a bedroom, and the bedroom is the bed is against here, then you're in a high risk factor. If the bedroom is against the other wall, no problem. It's just uh, things that I do to lower that level, that carries electricity. This is from Germany. Um, if you wanted to get rid of all your electric and magnetic fields in one go, you fit this into your fuse box and it cuts all the electricity off on that particular circuit. So when you go to bed, there are zero magnetic fields and zero uh, um, electric fields. Um, but there's a little sensor in there, and if you turn on your bedside lamp, 
it senses that uh, there's an interruption and everything comes back on as normal. Um, so there aren't gadgets to actually, why have all this pressure, don't forget that pressure in the hose, that pressure here, all night, everywhere, you know, leaking, you know, why not just fit one of those and then one of any, okay? That is just one. It doesn't work, unfortunately, if you've got dimmer switches, dimmer switches controls, uh, it, it throws it all out. And if you're living next to somebody and their wall is there, you've got all their ring circuit, all, and it's not going to affect that. So there are sort of limitations. Sleeping at Earth, I've touched on this before. When the Earth planet evolved, it started to attract lightning from the clouds. Right? So lightning has been hitting the Earth since day one. We've got this natural resonance in the Earth, and our natural relationship as a hunter-gatherer, when we came along, we were mammals, we came along, and as with bare feet, like any other mammal, we should be walking around barefooted, because that is our design, we are mammals. When you do that, the Earth has a wonderful natural resonance, um, the same as your alpha waves are able to enter the body and free electrons enter the body as well. Now, if, like Roman soldiers, you wore leather sandals, the leather becomes impregnated with your body's salts, and which makes it conductive. So, uh, wearing pure leather, after a while, um, you will conduct the same natural energy into your body. Um, so hands up anyone who's got leather soles here. And part and parcel of living in a modern society is we've cut ourselves, we've divorced ourselves <coughs> from an absolute lifeline of natural energy which should be in our bodies, but we don't have that. And I need to deal with electric fields, high body voltage and dirty electricity in one stroke by getting you re-plugged back into nature. And we're going to have a look. So what happens on um, research um, if somebody is sleeping on Earth, there's a reduction in inflammation. Well, there would be because free electrons deal with um, theoretical activity which causes inflation. Normalization of cortisol levels. Cortisol levels are um, um, a sign of stress. Uh, you see your salami, you can take um, different samples and you can find out the, um, uh, your cortisol level. If it's very high, you could be much more stressed, etc., etc. Improved sleep because you're not sleeping 50 hertz, you're sleeping in 10 hertz. Uh, stress decrease, improved flexibility, etc., etc. Neutralization of free radicals greater than antioxidant. Any antioxidant supplement contains an excess of free electrons. Um, people have blueberries as an ultimate antioxidant because blueberries are blue. Because they're blue, they absorb more ultraviolet light, so they can be damaged much more easily. Within the chemistry of blueberry, you've got more free electrons to absorb all that free um, that, that damage. So you eat those. But that's designed for blueberry, not you. You are designed by nature to get those electrons from, from the earth, right? So you need a whole sack full of blueberries intravenously fed 24 hours a day to equal one half hour of just standing on the ground with your... So forget about your antioxidants, this is a thing of the past, get reconnected to the earth. I'm going to show you how to do that in a moment. Um, and okay, why are free radicals free radicals? Here's an electron, here's a man, and we are fundamentally we are the same. An electron, I mean an, an atom, which we are made of, needs to be balanced, needs an electron, proton, and a neutron. Two electrons must have two protons, two electrons in order to be absolutely balanced. The same with us, let's take it from the basis, we need food, water and air. Right? If you take food away, then you've got a, a reactive person, very, very 
free radical person. He's going to react and he's going to start stealing food from somebody else, which is what we don't want. Most Water, exactly the same, is going to be unstable and reacting. You strip off an electron from an atom, it's exactly the same, it's going to react. It's going to need that other electron. It's going to, if there's not enough free electrons in the body, it's going to steal it from the next um, piece of chemistry in your body, and that's going to have a chain reaction uh, all the way through, right? And so, what, and that is a, a free radical for you, highly reactive, and they are absorbed by giving, make sure there's enough free electrons in the body. We know there's going to be enough water because we're going to drink. We know there's going to be enough food because we're going to eat, but we must supply the body with electrons from the earth. Okay, California Institute of Human Science, and I've had a look at this at the um, Royal Imperial College in London. They've got the Department of Environmental Science, and I've got a very good researcher friend there, and I go and visit, and I find out what they're up to and see. And here is a normal person sleeping in their bed, and this is an oscilloscope with an, um, a hood, an electroencephalogram hood, okay? So we can have a look at the alpha waves at rest, and here they are. This is your normal house, what I was thinking. These are so alpha, beta. Can you see, actually, they're raised artificially high. They shouldn't be that high. Now, the moment that person was earthed, and we'll earth someone in a moment and show you, the moment the speed of light, alpha waves went down, and this is the same as sleeping on the grass. You went to sleep on the grass, outside, your alpha waves, beta waves, will all be much more calmer. Okay. When I go to a house, I take people, first of all, out into the garden, because I need some base measurement to measure from them so they can compare it with the house to see what's happening. So outside, shoes and socks off, there, and I, then I measure inside them the voltage of the earth, right? And I know that they will be the same as the Schumann resonant voltage, uh, roughly about two millivolts, between two to zero. In stormy weather, it will go up slightly and down, but normally two to zero. So, volunteer, anyone? Nearest one, gentlemen? Hmm? You want to come? Yeah, okay. Okay. If you're standing here, I'm just going to measure you a bit. So, what we've got to do is, is hold this and put your thumb on there, your thumb on there, and I want to see the reading. Okay. The reading actually is one. It means that I can't measure in millivolts. It says you can't measure in millivolts. I have to go to a higher scale. Right? Okay. This would never happen if you were in your garden with your bed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 400 millivolts. Now, I want you to show this to I want you to show. Um, okay. Maybe twist your arm around that way. Maybe it is. Can everybody see that? Can you see that figure on there? All right. Because he's not sleeping. Because he's not earth. But I am, I'm a child of Earth. I'm completely Earthed down there. I've got natural Earth resonance right in me, so uh, all I have to do is come near you. If I was to touch you, he's gone down to zero. Okay? Now, as much as I'd like to walk around, <laughs> hold me hand, people would talk, so I went. And the only reason that that has gone down to Earth energy, right, let's go, well, he's gone up, right? He's gone up to uh, 120. Okay? Because I'm not touching you. Now, what's happening is this. Well, you've got up because I'm cheating. Uh, this is um, a special sheet. Now, normally, people, I don't measure that. When you go to your bed, because you're very near to the wall and all that electricity that's coming out, your average body voltage is 2,500 millivolts. Okay? 
Last week I measured somebody she was electrosensitive, very depressive, and she was 17,000 millivolts when she tried to sleep, okay? The idea is quite simply this. This end here is a crocodile clip, and it's attached to that radiator. The radiator is metal and goes into Earth because that's where the metal water pipe comes that feeds that. <coughs> the electrons in the Earth have flowed through there, flowed through here, and are in this special material. This is a, a, a conductive material that I have to import from China. It's made for the military service. In fact, it's a radiation-proof fa uh, fabric. And uh, they line certain uniforms with it, and if it was a beam, an electromagnetic beam, it wouldn't affect the soldier. It would go down the conductivity of this. They also make tents out of it. But it has a very, very wonderful property. It's made by very, very small metallic fibers in here. That is so soft, metallic fibers, that with cotton, you know, it's a lovely soft material. But this is a piece of glass. It has the same properties as standing out there in the prison. It has the same resonance as the earth. And what we do is that you put it under your bed. I've not got it here. Um, you put it under the, uh, the sheet that you're sleeping on. You don't even have to see it because it will conduct through one, one sheet. And if you select Earth, then you'll have the electrons in your body whilst you sleep. And that high voltage will go away from you. Um, and it goes away like this. If you were to have the sea, the Atlantic Ocean, and this is equivalent to the Earth full of free electrons globally, and you have a little stream, and build a dam, if you took away the dam, the stream doesn't actually flow out to the, the ocean will come and engulf the stream. And that's what happens. At the speed of light, as soon as you're earthed, you are in the Earth's uh, Faraday cage. The whole Earth electrons are in you, and you are part of the Earth's protective Faraday cage, and that electricity can't get near you. It has to go around the Faraday cage, and that is why you'll be sleeping. Uh, it's quite natural. It's, it's just easy to do. Um, you can do it with a sort of foil, if you like, and you ground it a piece of foil, you know, it will work the same, but it's very crinkly to sleep on a piece of foil, and it tears so easily. Would so, it work if you put it under your mattress? No, because it would reduce the voltage, because what's going to happen is that, that voltage, which you've seen leaking, um, instead of being attracted to you, Right. It's only attractive to you because basically you're just a bag of mineralized water. You're more conductive than the actual wall in which it's trying to get down. And it's outside the wall and it comes to you, right? Um, and if you put it under a mattress, a fair amount of that will actually go and conduct away from it, which means your body voltage will go down, not as high as if it was under one sheet, but you wouldn't be having the free electrons in your body and you wouldn't have that natural resonance replace that 50 hertz so your alpha waves come down. But it would work to some degree. Yes? You go uh, uh, anywhere along the bed, it doesn't matter if it's along the top, you put your sheet there, pillows there, and go to sleep, let even know it's there, no tablets to take, <laughs> and you're sleeping there. Uh, so, and that... Sleeping that's joined up to a, a, a radiator somewhere. No. Um, yeah, it can be, but I, I make a special plug I make an earth plug. I make an earth plug. I've kept them by a sewing machine and an uh, overlocker to make these things. It goes into this special earth plug, which I make here. This just clips onto the side, but notice it's got only one thing. It's also got a built in resistor in here, 82 um, kilo ohm resistor in here to make sure only Earth energy is 
can get through that type of resistance. So you've got pure earth energy. It's as simple as that. Conduct through the wire into the, um, into the sheet, put a sheet there. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. It is not high technology. It's uh, simple to maintain. Would aluminium foil work instead? Kitchen foil? Yes, absolutely. But it's very hard to put a connection onto kitchen foil. And when you sleep on it, I say it's very crinkly all night. I have tried all these, <laughs> and, and it breaks and tears. And you just won't get a night's sleep. So something like this would last you forever, pretty supposedly. So I am going to be very, I love when I can get to this. We've dealt with the electric fields because they can't affect you if you're in the Earth's Faraday cage. I've dealt with your body voltage because you're in the Faraday cage, that artificial dirty electricity and everything else has to go around you because you're now a child of the Earth and that is gone and your dirty electricity has gone. Your pulsed microwaves, which you can hear from these two gadgets here, they're actually pulsed to get the signal inside your, deeper inside your body, not like a radio signal which is unpulsed. Um, so we've dealt with that by simply changing the technology. I had another job in America. I didn't like to go to America. I didn't really want to go, but this was a scenario. I have a four-year-old girl, Jasmine, diagnosed in September with a brainstem tuner. No hope of surviving more than six or nine months. She's very weak, has multiple neurological symptoms, the tumour is about four centimetres, started to close off ventricles. You have been recommended by an alternative health practitioner who says Jasmine's sleeping place needs to be neutralised. Uh, are you able to help? This is uh, a really tragic case. It is a mother that's seen her child die, there's no hope, the ventricles are closing up. I'm her only hope, you know, and it's a very, very slim hope at, at that to go all the way to a room. So you have to. Um, advise the lady, yes, I can actually put the child in a neutralised um, position, and I can hope that your alternative practitioner will take over from there. Um, but whether the child is going to survive is another matter. But my job would be to neutralise that child, get all this body voltage down, everything. Um, and that's all I did. I flew over. Um, and I just want to have a quick look at the scenario. So, in fact, there were both doctors, her parents were both doctors, and uh, this is the, uh, the house here, and this is their office, the office here. There are two deck phones here on their desk, and this is, the, um, this is where Jasmine lived, it's her bed. So that radiation from not one, but two, actually were going into the bed. She had a baby alarm. A baby alarm is exactly the same technology as that um, cordless phone. If I put a baby alarm down here, a digital baby alarm, it goes, 24 hours a day, just where the child is. And the child was also being zapped by two deck phones and the Wi-Fi in the house. Just outside the house were high electric cables, so she had a very, very high electric field. The mattress, which we're going to come to, had a load of springs which actually intensified the whole of the um, area. And her body voltage was extremely, extremely high. So somebody who's born into that environment is going to, particularly a delicate child, it's going to be more likely to succumb to cancers and brain tumours. So, okay, I did the intervention. I moved Jasmine to another part of the house, and there was absolutely white noise there, and we changed her mattress, which we were going to come to, and so she was in completely um, aligned with the Earth's natural geomagnetic field, as well as the Schumann resonance. We got all that, so they were a much more calmer child. 
And I had the courage to phone up a couple of months later and say, hi, how's Jasmine? I just couldn't do it because it would put unnecessary stress on the parents if she had passed away. So I'm using Schrodinger's cat here. She is still alive and took my makeup observation. Yes? Do you understand that? <laughs> this is quite typical, and I wonder why the child is, can't sleep at night, is uh, coming out in spots and uh, acne and all sorts. I mean, this is very, very unnatural um, environment. And this is un quite typical. <laughs> Come on, hands up, who hasn't got anything similar like that? Everybody puts all the electrics working, and they wonder why their body voltage is 17,000 volts when it should be true. Okay? But we know how to deal with that because we've gone through these practical exercises and the equipment that you need is very inexpensive on the internet and it's all in your notes. Um, so these are not transformers. The transformers are these big black ones. These are the problems right, that radiate the magnetic field. The other... A is that modern, like a, a mobile phone charger or something? Yes, that's right. The charger has a transformer. Yeah. Just make sure that any transformer is more than two feet from your bed. And so the inverse of the square means that it will be normal by the time. So, and I'll move it a little bit more just in case. Yes. So you can actually live with that. Modern burglar alarms now do not have that lovely infrared beam. They have microwaves frequencies um, coming through. So be aware, if you're going to redo your house and order a burglar alarm, don't have one of these in each corner because you've got a very beam that goes all the time. And it adds to all this other noise that we've got to put in and all the other body voltage and everything else that you'll find in a modern house. So that's a bad phone. This is one of the Gigasets. Siemens, they make an eco-friendly phone. Uh, if you buy that, um, that's fine, that's the one I'm talking about, Makes no, uh, but you can only buy one unit. If you buy a daughter, it needs to talk to a daughter all the time. So if you need one, get that. If you need up to six, you get the Orchid one. Um, you get them from a website in this country, not expensive, about £90, something for two. Um, made and developed by the Bell Biology, uh, building biologists, um, eco-friendly, you cut that down. The worst Apple iPhone 3G, this is the new um, type of phone that's on the market. Be aware that this is technologically advanced than any other type of cell phone and because it acts as a base station. So even when it's off and the mobile phone mask that it needs to contact is three miles that way and somebody um, four miles, a mile away from you, in order to get to that mobile phone mask will actually come to your mobile phone first hitchhike the technology to uh, get it to the um, mobile phone quicker, right? So once it's not even on, I mean, as long as it's switched on by standby, you're receiving signals from everybody else that's using one of these, and it's hitchhiking the lift on there. Simple, put it on aircraft mode, yes? If you've got a phone that has aircraft mode, put on aircraft mode as you're walking about town, and that stops anybody else hitchhiking your apparatus to get to the nearest mobile phone, okay? And we know how to use mobile phones, because you remember the little demonstration I gave? Okay, um, this is different types of masks, this is a police Tetra mask, we haven't got time to go into to Tetra, but in the near field people uh, are affected by this type of signal. Uh, it's banned in many other countries, they tried to sell it to many European countries, the Tetra system, but they wouldn't have it on health conditions, 
because the texture signal actually um, the wavelength is too near brain wavelength um, to be safe. But we've ended up with it. These are typical mobile phone masts here on the block of flats. These are the ones are the outside influence you've got to be aware of. This is a school, and parents, as they became more green and aware, so what are those funny aerials up <laughs> But when they became aware that they're actually mobile phone masts, and the furore around having mobile phone masts near children in schools, etc., um, they started to panic, and they wanted the school to take them down because of the health issue. But be very careful here on your emotional uh, reaction to mobile phone masks, but very similar in Somerset, a similar scenario. School, put a mobile phone mask. On pure emotion, the um, Parents Association had the school take out the mask. They lost a considerable amount of income, thousands of pounds from mobile companies, tens of thousands of pounds, and the mobile phone companies simply put them on the next nearest <laughs> building. What you've got to be aware of, and when I surveyed this school in Muswell Hill, because it's a hill, is that the umbrella effect, all these actually bring the energy out towards London over there, because Muswell Hill was a hill, and the whole school was in the umbrella effect, and there was neg negligible energy, and that is the best place for it, because the playground even was absolutely zil, nil, okay, because that energy is all being um, drifted away. Unfortunately, the Somerset scenario, they changed, it was safe, and it wasn't safe, because there was directly in the line of force. Um, so be careful. This is, on the top here, is that umbrella effect. This just gives you the idea of when the beam comes down here, and this is the most active way. In actual fact, what we call is mass flutter, and if it's badly positioned or badly designed, some of them are, you don't get this nice clean beam, you get this fuzzy beam, which could affect the actual building. Most buildings that I've actually surveyed have this um, clean, but some have this, and I'm going to show you um, a building that has mast flutter. This is what it should be, this black area, and this is what I can you see. So if you give them a block of flex on this top floor here, <laughs> yeah, you on the receiving end of flutter. This is a job I had in Monte Carlo. The furthest I've been to do a job in South Africa, flew out on a Monday, did the job on Tuesday and flew back on Wednesday. But this is a gentleman from Monte Carlo. Phone me up and says, I cannot understand what's happening, but I've got this severe headache. All of a sudden, it just came up like this, and I can hear it thumping in the back of my head, going, um, bum, 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 bum. I've been to the doctor, pills, it won't do anything, and when I get back to the flat, it's worse. When I get my flat, it's worse. I can't understand. I've been living here for 40 years. I've got a beautiful flat, and he has, this is the main beach of Monte Carlo, this is part of his balcony, he has the flat. So he flew me over to Nice, met me at Nice, we drove into Monte Carlo, went up to his flat with all my equipment, come out, and when he described, I've got this room, and it's worse than here, I knew what the sound he was making was the same sound as that deck which you've heard earlier on, and I simply unplugged his deck which he had bought, the day he got the, the uh, headache and put it right next to his bed. I just went like that, boom. He said, oh, my headache's gone. I said, yes. He said, he couldn't believe it. It was as easy as that. Took me back to the airport and I was home for tea. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely day that was. Two minutes, but it shows you how that type of technology can affect somebody straight away. It takes a bit longer with, with, with others. Um, so, mobile phones now are disguised 
these are liquid cells, and um, they're in every high street almost. You think they look like bird alarms, but they're not. This is a mo mini mobile phone mask radiated that way and sideways. And if you happen to live it opposite there, then that's coming straight in into you. Um, be aware these are cropping up like cancer. Edward. Even on private houses, in clandestinely, the mobile phone company will ask a private house who's in a high-density area if they can fit one of their masks outside their house, which means they're not affected because the radiation goes that way and sideways into the other houses. Um, but just have a look at a few close-up of it. You can see it needs high um, electricity power, unlike a normal one. So they've always got these external, although they're heavily disguised, like there's another one there, as you can see, and the one on freshers here is painted red in order to tone in with that, so just to fool you, that is uh, the moral of the thing, if you bought a house in a town, and it's one of those just opposite to your house, there's very little you can do about it, okay, so be aware of, of how to control electromagnetic pollution by seeing and not moving near to one of these. Where is the, anyone tell me, where's the mobile phone mask there? Inside the sign. That's right. They've got a deal now with, with Shell to hide much larger ones inside oh, of there here, yeah, and they just simply put the shell. So inside there is a big mobile phone mask, so if you live near a Shell garage, be aware. In that case, boycott Shell garages. Be aware. From a G, 3G, the main umbrella effect, yellow, not too bad, um, about 250, it's when it hits the ground. That is, don't buy a house within that area, unless there are houses between that taller than you that will absorb that. But that is your worst area to be about 250 metres away from the mask after that button. Yellow! Right, the last bit we need to do with geomagnetic anomalies. First of all, let's have a look. This is a profile I made, a 3D image of the Earth's natural geomagnetic field. And that's what it looks like. Um, at this latitude, um, 47,000 nanotesla is about right, and the field within 2% will deviate, and so you've got a, a flowing magnetic, geomagnetic field like this, just like the imprint I've made there, and ever since time began, and we came along, we stepped on the ground or in beds, and we have that relationship with the Earth's geomagnetic field. What I did is an experiment here. First of all, without the mattress, and measured the ground here. Now this special probe goes to the back of my Land Rover where I've got computer software which will convert the, um, the ground image of the electromagnetic field. And let's have a look at it. Normal, yes? That's what you should be sleeping in at, at home. And it controls the circadian rhythms of your body because it's actually moving and so your body is moving in response to it quite naturally as you should do. Now when I put that mattress on, and then I did the same probe, and I had a look, because I knew what I was going to find, and this is what I found, is that. So most people with mattress, and springs in the mattress, will sleep most of their lives on this very, very disturbed geomagnetic field. You would never find that in nature. Nature does not produce that. That is part and parcel of living in a high, modern technological society where you can actually put metal under you that nature has not designed, and it will distort the geomagnetic field, and that's quite easy to deal with. You just buy a mattress with no springs, yes? Mattress with no springs, and you'll be on that lovely profile. I get jobs from Brighton to go to Harris or to go to John Lewis, 
and they're nearly all foreign ladies, and they want me to choose a mattress for them. I go to my geomagnetometer to all the beds on display. They know the inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody else looks around like this, I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. It's this. This I go around all the beds, <laughs> and I go across the bed all the way along this, and I make sure that I can see the degree of deviation, and sure I find one that doesn't. Yes, um, so they're that fussy abroad because they get much more advanced on these things than us. I'm going to show you how you can do this yourself. This is one for my father. My father, we know what happened on this one. This is a two-year-old girl suffering from another brain tumor. Um, the hospital had completely stopped medication because it was doing her no good at all because um, she was past medication and they thought it would do more harm than good, took her off and the mother was left distressed just watching the poor child fade away. Um, calling my father, who's 84 and still does what I do up and down the country, um, and looked at her mattress, did everything, but he found something very strange with her mattress and that is the Earth DC field, which should be under 3,000 nanotesla, was in fact 32,600 nanotesla, exactly where her head was, where the tumor was, okay? So if you put that into a, construct that and put that into a computer image, you'll find the child is sleeping here, and but where the head is, you've got this huge break, uh, drop, right? And that is gonna cause biological problems. The World Health Service, the World Organization, actually recognized in a criteria report yeah. Sharp deviations in the Earth's geomagnetic field are very harmful. Right? You can't, I haven't got time to go into the biochemistry of that, but it should be like that. That child should not have that uh, anomaly around its head. Take the mattress away, etc. And in fact, what happened, um, my father took the mattress away and the bed because it had um, metal springs. Yeah. Replaced it, and the mother, as only mothers can see, the child started to get better. She could see the response of the child and asked the hospital to reintroduce the medication. The child got back on medication and actually recovered, fully recovered, and the child's about 11 or 12 years now, no problem at all, okay? How to test your own mattress, it's quite simple. You take a, a compass, a normal compass, and it should say north-south, whatever it is, okay? And I want you to put that compass on your bed and then move it along your bed all the way down. That should always show north-south wherever you move that compass on your bed. You're moving it down a straight line, then four inches you're moving up. If it suddenly goes boing, right there, okay, that is one of those deviations we saw, okay? It's allowed to go boing within two digits either side, right? Two degrees each side it can move, because that, that is natural anomaly, okay? If it goes like that on one part, and as you're going up like that on another part, that is disturbed, and then you need to treat it. This is an example. It should all be like number five, say, and what we can see there has deviated by 50 degrees, that's deviated by 60 degrees, really it, it shouldn't deviate more than two. Any continent, wherever you go, the strength of the geomagnetic field will be different, okay? Yeah. In the equator, it's about 20,000 nanotesla, here 47, 70 or 80 there. But with always within two degrees, it's going to deviate quite naturally, right? And you can see that on your mattress, in the deviation. It shouldn't deviate more than five. But it does, there are unnatural influences there. Okay? It's easy to do with a compass. Roy, I've also found um, spring mattresses picking up and amplifying deck phone signals. They do, absolutely. Yeah. They act as aerials. Yeah. They act as aerials as well to intensify not only the deck signals and Wi-Fi signals, but also they're going to attract more static electricity to the bed that's going to look for somewhere to ground the bed and you. Okay? 
our forefathers never had that mattress. Our forefathers slept on mattresses stuffed with feathers, horsehair, all the way back to Moses. It's only part and parcel of living in a modern society. I want you to be aware of how the ecology of a house, and in this case we're just talking about electromagnetism, can affect your health, and I want to give you in real concrete terms how to alter that. Excuse me, did you say metal, metal bed frames are bad as well? Yes, the metal frame frame will distort the geomagnetic field. I mean, I've done work with children with brain tumours and who have died, and subsequently I've been asked to go and survey the house, and on every single one, the child has had a metal bed frame. And if I put my geomagnetometer near the metal bed frame, I see that the influence is huge right over the head. Wow. Mm. Can't you just insulate the um, earth, earth with the metal bed frame? Yes, but that's got nothing to do with the geomagnetic field. That's got to do with oh. just us earthing yeah. man-made electricity at 50 hertz. You can't earth the earth. Because <laughs> it's, it's earth. Okay, it's a different type of energy. It's confusing, I know. If we have more time, we find that all these different energies are confusing. But hopefully on your notes, my website, give me an email, whatever. And that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>